0: We stand for the reading of the gospel to remember that all scripture points to the, to the life, the death, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. So let's uh, take a look today and hear with the ears of faith our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 6, reading verse 24 to 34. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thank Please be seated. And let's pray again. Father, as we gather ourselves as your people to submit ourselves and to yield to your holy word, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to obey. And now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts in this place be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. We pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-five says that good news from a far country is like cold water to a thirsty soul, and uh, so I bring you good news today—good news from a far country—and it's a very simple message I have to deliver to you today. You have a Father in heaven who knows your needs. He knows the needs that are pressing you. He knows the needs that are pinching you, and in his divine power today, he promises to take care of you. I think that this text, this gospel text today, is a text that touches all of us. We are all of us faced with more needs than we care to count. We are creatures of need. Our bodies and our minds and our souls cry out for things. We need food for our tables. We need shelter. We need gainful vocation. We need companionship. The list of needs just never stops for us. We are creatures of need. And our text today doesn't in any way denigrate that very thing. It doesn't denigrate the statue of neediness. In fact, it confirms and it validates our need as something God has made. God made his creation purposefully needy. The birds are needy. The lilies are needy. People are needy. No creature in this world is self-sufficient. Need is created by God. Need is sanctioned by God. Need is blessed by God. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. And when need is directed towards God, need becomes a blessed thing. Need becomes a space into which God can move. In fact, need can be something far more blessed than fullness, when fullness becomes something to keep God out. And Jesus here in Matthew 6 describes his Father as one who made the world to depend upon him. From the earthworms that aerate the soil... To the robins that eat the earthworms, it is God, Jesus says, who is intimately and intricately involved, empowering and supplying all things. It looks like the animals are doing their own thing. It looks like they're hunting on their own. It is your heavenly Father, Jesus says, who feeds them. Psalm 104, here is the sea, the psalmist writes. Great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things, both small and great. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open their hand, all of these creatures are filled with good things." You see, the Bible teaches us that the whole of creation hangs on God and we are in no way different. We hang upon the goodness of God in every conceivable way. Isaiah 42, 5, this says, God the Lord, who created heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it who gives spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. I am the glorious one, he says. I alone give breath. I alone fill lungs with life. It comes from the Lord. And when the Apostle Paul is speaking to the philosophers at the Areopagus in Acts 17, he puts it this way. The God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, he does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives all mankind life and breath and everything. Life and breath and everything, the beating of the heart, the moving of the blood, the firing of the synapses. We are upheld moment by moment in this life by the Lord. This is his glory, he says in Isaiah, and he shares it with no other. And, and Jesus Christ today in Matthew 6, he revels in his Father. He revels in his Father's glory, and he is utterly confident in who his Father is. And it's as if Jesus says here to his disciples, don't you know who my Father is? Have you not heard? Have you not seen? Do you not know his glory that he provides and he sustains for all things? And then Jesus says something else, and don't you know? That as he provides for creation, moment by moment, all birds, all creatures of the sea, all things. Do you not know that you are of far more value than all these things? And I want you to see something very, very simple this morning. That what is at the heart of our passage today is the gospel. The knowledge that you are far more valuable to God than you can possibly fathom. And in Christ, God comes to you in sheer goodwill, only goodness and mercy, only benevolence, undertaking to do everything for you. When Calvin in the Institutes in Book 3, when he goes to define the gospel... Calvin writes, God declares to us in Christ that our salvation is his care and concern. In Christ, God is no longer our judge, but he is a father and he is brimming over in goodness. And he says to us through his son, Jesus Christ, your life, (laughs) the whole of your life, every last detail is my care. And it's my concern. And I put it upon my shoulders. And so you'll notice today two places in our passage today in chapter 6, well, in the whole of chapter 6, twice, Jesus affirms this, your father knows what you need even before you ask him. And in verse 8, he says, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Then in verse 32, your heavenly father's your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. See, it belongs to His incomparable glory to provide for His children everything that they need. And it belongs to the essence of faith to look at Jesus Christ and to not see wrath, to not see judgment. To not see dereliction or abandonment, but to see a gracious father who intends to give us everything. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also graciously give us all things? God says to us in Christ today, I know what you need. I know what you need. I know your needs before you ask me. I see the needs that press upon you. Let me take care of them. Your salvation, your whole life is my concern. And see, church today, what broad shoulders he has. (laughs) See what he can carry. Let me take care of them. You fix your eyes on me. You busy yourself with seeking me. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his righteousness. Seek to realize and to live for the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ. Seek to bring yourself to the king. Seek in your life to bring others to the king. Let that be your chief concern. And all these other things will be added to you by a gracious and benevolent Father. As Calvin said, outside of Christ, God is wrath. Outside of Christ, God is judgment. God is all fear and fury. But in Christ, clothed in his gospel, hanging upon a tree for our sins, making atonement, reconciling us to God, God is only, he is only, he is only a gracious and benevolent and indulgent Father. And he only says to you today, your life is my concern. Let me take care of these things for you. And so with the gospel in view today, I want us just to take a moment this morning to pause and to think of all of our cares and to think all of our concerns and to hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus that God promises to take everything and put them on his broad shoulders and take a quiet moment for a quiet act of faith and to release all of these things to a father who cares for us more than we can fathom. As we pray to him, gracious father, we look to you for all that we need. We open our mouths to you, O Lord, and pray that you would fill us in ways that we can't possibly know. Grant us power, O God, to seek your kingdom and to live especially for the life to come. We trust you. We embrace your gospel, O Lord. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.